0: This is the real action, the pot party. The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. Outside the boundaries of their phony world of kicks is the ever-present possibility of discovery. This must be avoided at all costs,
1: for discovery brings with it the penalties of society. Shame, arrest, prison. So destroy the evidence, leave not a trace, burn it in paper trash. That way they can
0: deny possessing the illegal marijuana. They can say the flaming can is part of a game. They can lie. They can swear. This time the gang's lucky. It's not the law or discovery or problems. It's just their supplier, Pete, with his number one chick and a new guy looking for kicks. Forget it, man, and get with the
1: countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville.
0: listening to the liquid flannel podcast thanks for tuning in i'm chuck williams joining me in nebraska is brendan williams brendan how you doing
2: i'm um, i'm i'm staying afloat i'm treading water making it happen
0: <laughs> there is no water around Brendan's well actually there that, kind of was positive the snow melted <laughs> <laughs> what's that <laughs> And staying afloat down in Arlington, Texas is the great Matthew Hodges. Matt, how you
3: doing, man? Hey man, I'm overjoyed that uh Texas gets to get in on this in this incredibly bizarre and horrible tale of the uh what was it, like fifteen kids yanked out of a uh California basement like Kimmy Schmidt. Um apparently they lived uh they just like twenty minutes from me up until twenty ten, so um, that's that's kind of neat, you know. Another distinction for for Texas.
0: I was going to say, is that uh, one of those things that gets put on the sign coming into town? You know, back <laughs> right. in the old days when those towns <laughs> would have the sign that said, you know, we won the JCS back in whatever year. You know, in nineteen eighty five. You know. Our oh class- yeah, I,
3: I love those. Like you, you drive through a, you drive through like rural Kansas, right? And you see a sign that's like yep. our. Our junior high like football team almost took the state championship in mm-hmm. 1964. It's like, yep. man, I I can't believe that this place isn't you know the bustling metropolis just based on uh that that factoid. It seems like people you know would be beaten a lot doors. of the jobs
0: left after that year,
3: <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now you've got a new claim to fame down there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's I'm pretty great, good. great. Well, I mean, I feel like there's a lot to talk about, but uh, anything on the top of your heads that uh, we need to uh, dive into this episode?
3: Well, Brendan had just started to talk about how Pete Ricketts is a bad governor and everything has to be proposed as a a constitutional amendment now, and yeah. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, we definitely
0: need to get into that and into the legislative session in general here, man.
2: Yeah, there's um, a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy bills still uh still happening in Nebraska. People are just introducing them left and right. It's fast right. and furious down here. So yeah, what's the it, thing
3: with what's the thing with Pete Ricketts then?
2: So, yeah. yeah, I mean, so basically uh like the way Nebraska law is structured if you pass like a normal bill, so like last year the legislature passed a bill to get rid of the death penalty in nebraska but then Mm. pete ricketts funded a campaign with his own money to get it well he vetoed it and then he funded the uh, veto was overridden overrode his veto and then he funded a campaign with his own money to get it back on the ballot and then the voters voted to reinstate the death penalty.
3: Yeah. But like nine to one or something like that. It was. No,
2: pretty... it was pretty close actually. Was it? Yeah. Was it? I mean, it wasn't yeah. nine, it wasn't nine to one. I, I think it was, I mean, it was, it was within a couple of points. I mean, it wasn't like a, a total blowout or whatever. I mean, but, um, so yeah, because of the way that the law is structured, it's really easy for the governor to just veto things and, and get rid of them. Um, but if you do it as a constitutional amendment, the government, the governor can't veto it. Uh, So there's this huge incentive for lawmakers to propose things that maybe the governor doesn't like as constitutional amendments versus just actual normal legislation. Um, Mm. which is just why, like, they tried to get a constitutional amendment to, ban gay marriage that ended up passing. They were trying to get that constitutional (laughs) amendment to give sovereignty to corporations. Um, And now uh, a senator is proposing a constitutional amendment to legalize some forms of medical marijuana in Nebraska.
0: Right. Which would normally be a high note, but I think it really fits in here.
3: (laughs) I looked it up, by the way, Brendan. It uh, the the referendum went, it was sixty-one to thirty-nine. So basically, like a six-to-four.
2: Oh yeah, well, yeah. I thought it was closer than that, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, people who love death uh, around here in Nebraska. I guess it's very popular. How seriously?
3: How they, much of they an absolute justice? How much of an absolute vampire do you have to be to? You know, the, the state legislature wants to get rid of the death penalty, and you're just so into the death penalty that you're going to spend millions of your own money in order to, you know, push a referendum. And, well, um, you right.
2: know, it's all part of being pro-life. Uh, I guess you wouldn't understand
3: it. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: <laughs> you don't know a thing about nuance, Matt. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so,
2: so, yeah, Lincoln uh, State Senator... Anna Wishart. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It looks kind of like it says Wishart, which is a great, like, Care Bear name.
3: Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, uh, or it could be, you know, it could be more like a Z sound, in which case your name almost sounds like Wizard. You ooh, know? That's in, a a wizard. Too. Yeah. Or, like,
0: Swisher. Like, Wisher. <laughs> right. Wisher Sweets. So, in
2: a, in a, so in tell a us Swisher Sweet. <laughs> So Anna Wishart, uh, has introduced, uh, a a constitutional amendment, uh, resolution LR 293 CA to provide the right to consume medical cannabis. Uh, and she's actually sponsored several, uh, medical marijuana bills, uh, that, that have not passed (laughs) in previous sessions as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. and there is another one that's actually, uh, a bill instead of a constitutional amendment um, that actually has nine other senators as co-sponsors on it right now. Huh. Um, but uh, when they tried to start debate on it last year, uh, they they shut it down real quick. Right. Uh, so it didn't really go anywhere. So she's trying it a different way uh, to see. Uh, I was going to say,
0: our legislature has a way, a whole way of shutting that whole thing down.
3: You know? <laughs> <laughs> if if it's a legitimate piece of legislation, the <laughs> right. Nebraska unicameral has ways of shutting that down. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and uh, this is this is one of my favorite parts. So you'd think like this is actually you know pretty popular. I mean, even especially when you look at. Like we're not talking about like full legalization or or anything of marijuana. Oh yeah, medical
3: bill. medical support is at like ninety percent nationwide or something. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's hugely huge. bipartisan. Uh, including,
2: <laughs> uh, you know, this Lincoln Journal Star article uh, mentions that uh, you know a lot of other states have medical marijuana provisions, including Jeff Sessions' home state of Alabama
3: nice right we're, we're behind
2: alabama 46 states that's literally almost every state have some great. form so, of medical marijuana now
0: i mean it doesn't feel like it when you're driving through these states it doesn't feel like 46 states have medical marijuana you know you don't like what
3: what would that even look like because you know people are using marijuana medically it's not like it, it's not like you're going to have a bunch of like reggae bars like pop up. In no, bad neighborhoods but I want to see you know?
0: billboards. I want to see billboards and commercials that say, ask your doctor if marijuana is right for you. <laughs> right. And then see a list of like zero side effects that don't include like junk food or something. Like, you know, like that's what I want to see. But side effects might know.
2: include like you feel okay.
3: But like, those- okay. So- Illinois. Although seriously, some of the some of the places that you see that, that do the medical marijuana clinics, it's like we've got a doctor on staff. Like, come in and tell us that right. you're suffering from like gout, glaucoma, diabetes, seizures. Right. Uh, like yeah. tweak the nerve at work, you know. In California, like personal
0: injury stuff.
2: Right in California, right? they literally have like an app where you can like Facetime <laughs> with a doctor, and he'll do it like over the app. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So – but anyway, so even though 46 states uh, have this, uh, you know, when she proposed this amendment, uh, Lincoln Senator Mike Hilgers uh, spoke out against it in a particularly hilarious way. All right. Quote, I don't think the legislature is the place to be making these kind of decisions on any kinds of drugs, whether it's medical marijuana or anything else. I've never heard of any precedent for having people vote on using medications or medical treatments, he said, "It's like, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should look at the other 46 states, <laughs> right, <laughs> for some examples. I mean, if you if you haven't heard of of this happening, I think you need to get out more,
3: right? Oh, that's it's such happening. a look up. that's such a cynical dodge, too, because basically what he's saying is, you know, states shouldn't have the power to to legislate this. It needs to be." All through the uh, the executive agencies, all through the executive branch, the you know DEA and the FDA need to get their stuff together. Which I guarantee, any Nebraska legislator who's against uh, medical marijuana has in the past talked about states' rights and federal regulatory oh. overreach. At some point, like in the last week,
0: dude, this guy is the same guy that is trying to push through a bill that will strip away. Cities and municipalities' abilities to regulate guns in their own way—that oh, based on their population—and <laughs> the police are like, you know, I don't think that that's a good idea because they don't want those dudes to be having that shit in Omaha, where you know there's a lot more crime because there's a lot more people. Right? And you know, he's like, well, we're trying to work something out with law enforcement. We're confident that we can get a deal going right. with them. You know,
2: well, that's a so su- that
0: you could supersede,
2: right? I am sure to this guy, that's a that's a safety issue, you know what I mean? Because you know, right. guns guns are all about safety, unlike Seriously. you know, marijuana, which is just so unsafe. I mean right. people could get <laughs> right. hurt.
0: When you go to your doctor and they say, <laughs> Are you here for medical marijuana? What's afflicted you? And you're like, Man, I'm I don't know. I'm I'm just not really feeling safe. And then they just give you a gun instead, you know. I mean, that doesn't happen. Yeah,
2: I'm going to write you a prescription for, you know, shooting off this AK. Take two of these, (laughs) call me
0: in the morning. You'll feel great. It's great. So, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I want – who knows? I'm not holding my breath or waiting to exhale for (laughs) Anna Wishart, but – But it would be nice to see, you know, see something, you know, see some sort of progress in Nebraska. (laughs) So
3: Well, and I mean, even it's, it's telling that so many of these states, we talked on the last episode, I think, about how this is a conversation they're having in Kansas now, too. So it's really encouraging, I think, to have these extremely conservative states. At least the topic is coming up now. People... Aren't getting, right. you know, like run out of office just for mentioning that, oh, we might look at that at some point in the future and like, what happened to our family values? You know, it's <laughs> it's beca- it's the Overton window has shifted so much on the on the issue of cannabis right. that, you know, even like Nebraska and Kansas can talk about this now.
0: Well, but the kind of can the kind of conversation they were having in Kansas didn't seem very productive. I mean, I'm glad they were talking about it, but No, good the- point. The idea that there are people in the room that'll still be like, "Well, man, you know, it really made those black people like jazz and crime too much, you know, <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> it,
3: it made it it made it so the negro right. like will yeah. look at a white woman." I, uh, I mean, you
0: know. it's a weird conversation, but at least we're having it, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess. Well, well so.
3: it also it also makes sense that they're having that conversation, right? Because I mean, when Colorado has completely legalized weed, then. I mean, they know that it's coming over the borders anyway. So, like, you can't really put the toothpaste back in the tube at that point. The problem is, but they've just had two busts within the last
0: month where there was an excess of, like, 500 pounds in the vehicles. Right. Like,
3: in Nebraska. So That guy just had serious arthritis, Chuck. I I don't know, you know. (laughs) <laughs> right. Absolutely. This is a matter of this is a matter of medical justice. The problem is, I
0: think they're counting on it and they're using this as an excuse to funnel more, more money to law enforcement.
3: I mean, sure. Well, and look at, you know, look at the people in Nebraska who are opposed to any kind of uh, medical bill. It's the state attorney general's office and the Nebraska State Highway Patrol because they, right. they love the revenue that's generated through. You know, civil asset forfeiture when they catch people coming in from Colorado with, you know, a kilo um, Mm. strapped to the bottom of their trunk or whatever. Well,
0: yeah, it'd be great to ask the state troopers or to ask the state patrol, what would you rather have Nebraskans driving around with, you know, a medical marijuana card and maybe their prescription in their vehicle or guns in their vehicle so that it turns any kind of routine road stop into something way more dangerous you know so i don't know
2: but yeah i think it's worth you know we all know nebraska doesn't like to be like first on anything they're gonna drag their feet as long as possible and be one of the last states to do anything about (laughs) the medical marijuana or marijuana laws in general but i mean it is amazing to remember that you know within our lifetimes even just a few years ago no one would even want to talk about this at all seriously right, right. and now when jeff sessions is rescinding you know obama era regulations to say you know maybe don't spend a lot of police re- you know federal resources on busting people who are complying with state marijuana laws the republican senator from Colorado is like, this is absolutely unacceptable.
3: Right, uh, right, I
2: mean, that that is a far, far way that the, this issue has is moved.
0: Well, I think I figured out how we can get it to move even further in Nebraska. Find a way to tie the Huskers to the bill. Like, if you <laughs> find a way, it'd be like, okay, we'll kick some money, you know, call it the Cornhusker kickback again, 2.0, the remix. But, you know, <laughs> say... Well, uh Division One athletes will be allowed to use it or something like that. Yeah, uh, no, in the that's state a Nebraska. good
2: That's a good selling point. We've talked in the past you about know. how there's a lot of players out there who say things like, you know, you get beat to shit when you're playing these sports and right. you have a lot of pain and you go yeah. to the doctor and the doctor says like, Well, I think you should basically, you know, start doing opioids. Yeah. And then they go like, Well, maybe I'll just live in pain forever. Yeah, um, absolutely you know, right. There's we an alternative to, find, to that. We should Early find a, couple of,
3: CTE, uh, a right. couple of like retired Huskers or people who've gone into the major leagues and have them talk about pain management when you play football. It's not major leagues for football, but yeah, for sure. Whatever.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. We're not a sports podcast. <laughs> it's a league. <laughs> but,
2: the L in NFL stands but, for league, Chuck. Jeez. Right, learn but, your sports.
0: Right, but the, there's nothing major about the National Football League. The big, nothing major the big except league, for the traumatic so like,
3: brain injury. What do you call <laughs> it? The, the big leagues? The, the National League? Big League makes me think of... Uh, baseball. That's a baseball Well, thing. also Big League Chew. Uh, well, the, yeah.
2: Also yeah. a baseball thing.
3: And what's on that? <laughs> a, on the package, it's a baseball player. Drawn by like R. Crumb, yeah. Well, for sure. But... <laughs> <laughs> Point noted. (laughs) uh, Arkrum, who also probably was uh, a fan of uh, medical marijuana. Boom. For sure. There (laughs) we go.
0: Turn this joke around. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, seriously, if you find a way to put Huskers to it, I think that that would get the sentiment in Nebraska or uh, say, uh, find a way to attach justice to it, and that would work too.
3: (laughs) Anna. Anna, weed legalization, wishart, come on, liquid flannel. We've got some <laughs> legislative uh, suggestions for you. And any Division One athlete that uh, likes
0: burning one should also <laughs> consider coming on liquid flannel. <laughs> we want to talk about it. See what how it helps you.
2: Yeah, well, and uh, you know, Chuck, I think there was another uh, Nebraska bill that uh, you wanted to talk about from uh, your girl. Patty Pantsing Brooks.
0: (laughs) My lady. Yeah, well, um, it wasn't- Mom, mom, we call her on the show. (laughs) Right, it wasn't a bill. She was ready to to introduce a bill or to draft a bill uh, to basically assist in getting free access to tampons for female inmates because up until now, I think it has been considered a luxury item And that's allowed, you know, companies, whichever companies are contracted out by uh, these prisons or correctional facilities to charge exorbitant rates, just like they do with uh, phones for inmates and things like that, you know, phone service to call your loved ones. So, you know, those kind of things are creating, I don't know, uh, I mean, it's not a great situation and it's definitely unsanitary or something but Patty pantin Brooks said that she's reached an agreement with the state department of correctional services to provide free access to tampons for female inmates. So Well, so um,
3: before it looks like they did have access to like generic pads, but uh no no like brand name feminine hygiene products and tampons right. were were listed as as being a luxury.
0: As a luxury absolutely.
3: So yeah. I don't know which which do agreed. you guys prefer? Um, I think that the three of us are particularly well qualified to talk about the the pros and cons of the different approaches.
2: Like, I prefer one of those long-term birth control solutions where you don't even have one. I mean, that's that's what I'd go for. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, I feel like I'm more active in my day than both of you, so my choice would be different. Yeah,
3: see, so. I'm, I'm I'm the I'm the environmentalist here, so I advocate for free bleeding uh, for myself, not for right. anybody else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're on the Navajo hair or <laughs> <Right>. whatever. <laughs> man. <laughs> but man, they got crazy stuff. They got like a freaking stick that you get like injected into your arm or whatever. That's like birth control now. Isn't that Ooh. crazy?
3: Oh yeah, the implant.
2: Who sure. has that? I don't know it's like something that you get like a stick in your arm it's like a little plastic thing and you get it in your arm and it's birth control Yeah,
3: it's a a slow release Mm. hormonal kind of like plug thing they they implant it in your arm or in your leg or something and it you know over time I think it only has to be replaced every like 10 years or something like that Um, seems Mm -hmm. seems to work out pretty well for for some women.
2: Yeah. I mean, if if our government wasn't such a shambles, they might even be like, oh, this is actually a great uh, solution to offer to people. <laughs> oh, well.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the, the government being a shambles, do we want to touch briefly on, you know, this, this may be, you know, it's, it's possible we won't have a functioning government by the time this episode comes out. In which case, I oh, think yeah. liquid flannel becomes the new government of at least the Great Plains region
2: well by, by the time you listen to this it'll be hopefully out of date uh, or uh, wo- woefully out of date but uh if not, we should talk about it anyway cuz it's just too exciting to pass up should
0: we take a break first yeah and then and then come back to the flanocracy sounds good <laughs>
1: He hobbled to the mic, told lawmakers how he came back broken fighting for his country. Benjamin Marksmeyer said he'd gladly do it again, but asked lawmakers to now stand up for him and others and allow them to use the only drug that eases their pain.
3: The first time I utilized concentrate, I almost
1: cried simply because the feeling of relief Mark Meyer and a number of others suffering from injuries and diseases testified in support of a measure that would legalize medical cannabis. Patients would have to be registered and could only get a maximum 30-day prescription.
2: And I want to emphasize that smoking is not included in our medical cannabis act nor are edibles other than in the form of pills or capsules.
1: Nebraska is only one of six states with no medical marijuana law. Supporters say the drug has been effective in combating the opioid addiction epidemic killing Americans.
4: The average physician in a medical cannabis state um, prescribed 1,800
1: fewer doses of painkillers from 2010 to 2013. But others, including the attorney general and law officials, say there's not enough studies to show medical marijuana works. It's still federally legal, and it opens a door to recreational use. There is a significant risk that medical marijuana would nonetheless be used for recreational purposes. And whether used for medical or recreational purposes, marijuana has led many down the path of addiction. But others say Nebraska's current law leaves those suffering with life and death choices. Marksmeyer says he was cited Tuesday night for possession of cannabinoid concentrate. It's unfortunate that I get treated like a criminal. In Lincoln, Andrew Ozaki, KETV Newswatch 7.
2: So what's the hashtag for the shutdown going to be? I I liked hashtag shit down. It's kind of hard to say, though.
3: Yeah. And is that just is that just more like liberals using the the shithole countries thing as a joke? Um, it's it's been pretty amazing how <laughs> how much they have just leaned into that. Um, well,
2: I, it's pretty amazing that the Trump Trump's inability to not just say whatever stupid shit falls out of his mouth is literally leading directly to this potential government shutdown. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it's absolutely amazing Right. that he shot himself in the foot so good
3: yeah one of the best takes i saw on it today was that the the gop wants gop votes which they don't have and they have dnc votes which they don't want which is <laughs> right that's that's exactly what's going on because they keep trying to tie so much stuff to this bill uh including i think primarily funding for Trump's wall, which Chuck Schumer in classic Chuck Schumer style is like, you know, we said we would sign this bill that includes full funding for the wall. And everyone's like, what? Like, what happened to the Democrats on this issue? We were we were opposed to this. But now as long as uh, Chip gets refunded and there's some sort of a a deal made on DACA, like we're also going to fund a border wall, which every analyst has said is impossible to carry out.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, and it makes no sense because the DACA issue seems like it's been the number one issue from the start of all of this. Right. Right. And Trump got rid of DACA specifically To use it as leverage in, you know, future deals. And, like, now's the time. Like, this is the time to use that as leverage. You put it on the table because you know the Democrats wanted it so bad. And literally, so does everyone, including Donald Trump. Right. Or so he says. And yet it's the only thing that's not in the bill that they're debating as we speak.
3: Yeah. Well, and then to add (laughs) insult to injury... The Democrats got, a uh, you know, a, a really late Christmas present in the form of uh, the, the children's health insurance program expiring and not being refunded, which is an hmm. unalloyed good. And nobody who looks at it thinks that it's a bad idea or that it shouldn't be refunded. And right. their messaging on this has been so sad and so, you know. Finally, at the 11th hour, you've got some people coming around going, like, remember, the Republicans are completely in charge of Congress and the White House. Um, all we're trying to do is make sure that, like, six million kids don't have a, their their access to a doctor shut off. Right. Yeah. But well, Republicans point, think those pathetic. kids should
0: drop out and get a job and pay for that insurance. You know? Right. So, <laughs> undo those labor laws, but... But, you know, honestly, to me, it just kind of shows how horrible it just seems like the Democrats really gave up a lot of leverage going into these negotiations to begin with. And it wouldn't surprise me if they get, give up more leverage by the time this episode is released, uh, to be perfectly honest.
3: So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's all they know how to do. They don't actually want to, like, win anything because then they're going to be on the hook for... If it doesn't go right. exactly the, the exactly the way they want it to, they they did exactly the same strategy with Obamacare, right? Where it was like, well, we have the votes; we could push this through. We could be really aggressive about it, but we don't want the other party, we don't want the the Republicans, to say this was jammed through by a Democratic Congress and signed by a Democratic president, and look what a disaster it's turned out to be. So they they accepted all of these amendments to it. And then still not a single Republican voted for it. And they did spend eight years complaining about it until they finally got their shitty half repeal through in the tax bill. So I I don't know why the Democrats consistently have to if they feel like they they have to play procedural baseball on all this stuff, because otherwise it's going to get tied to them. But it gets tied to them anyway. You know, look at look at the the way the messaging about the shutdown is going right now. Trump's base is one hundred percent convinced that this is all the Democrats' fault, right? Even though Trump is in power, and Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan should be able to, you know, whip their senators into voting for a bill. But right. you know, at this point, they don't want to do that either because people would get pissed off about the Dreamers and uh, and the Children's kids who, who use insurance. CHIP, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, well, and I, the, the most hilarious part is that exactly what we predicted the Republicans were going to do is what they did, which was that they immediately went out there and they said, okay, well, we're not going to put DACA in the bill to avoid shutdown, but we will put CHIP in there because we know that Democrats just love giving health insurance to innocent children. Oh, they're such oh, suckers. Man. <laughs> and so they put it in there and then immediately started hitting... The Democrats for not supporting it, saying Democrats like we w- we want to pass chip, but the Democrats won't let us. You right. know what's going on? And it's like you could do that at any time. <laughs> like, right. You could do that tomorrow if you actually mm-hmm. wanted it passed. Yep. Um, And it's so transparent. And the Democrats just let them just let them do it. Yeah. Right. The, the Democrats won't the point out.
3: The Democrats won't point out that it was a Republican led Congress that let chip expire in the first place or that they've been the ones when right. did it expire? It was like six weeks ago, maybe two months ago. And well, it's
2: been like expiring and, then almost expiring for forever. It seems like, right.
3: Well, I mean, d- these things have to be refunded, but it, the, the funding finally did run out. Right. Like it was something like two months ago. And so many democratic, uh, especially representatives have been like all over social media saying, this is a travesty. We, we need a chip bill to go through
2: well and you've got republican members of uh of congress going out there saying like well we'd love to pass chip but there's just there's no money uh in the the budget you know it's just we just don't have the money for it or whatever right
3: because they just gave away so much money you know so much revenue that should have been coming into the federal government and this was this was the long-term goal the entire time you and
2: they got that Yeah,
3: you give away a bunch of money to corporations and rich people in taxes and then look at all these services that people count on the federal government to provide and like, well, you know, the the larder's empty, guys. Like, there's just not enough to go around anymore.
2: Yeah. Well, you got that wall to build and it's going to be pricey. Right. Right. So you got to keep some in your back pocket for that. The important stuff, you know.
3: Brendan, you said you said the funniest thing, but I think the actual funniest thing is that now they've got this cockamamie plan where if the government starts to shut down uh, tomorrow, we're recording on Thursday, and tomorrow's the deadline, um, apparently Trump is going to do, like, a late-night tweet. It's like, there is a continuing resolution, and I'll sign it. And so basically saying, like, I don't know, signaling to the country that, no, the government's not really shut down. But, I mean, this this is where we are. I mean, he's been... Sort of legislating by proxy through Twitter, but I think this is the first time it's ever come up that Trump's actually going to try to accomplish legislation via Twitter. What, signing a continuing resolution? No, saying that he's going to, you know, to, like, provide stability to people over the Mm. weekend because, you know, they're going to be working on it over the weekend.
2: so here's here's what they're thinking. And again, this is all like, this will have already happened by the time, right. <laughs> by the time that everyone hears right. this. But basically, they're saying that right now, the Senate is debating the bill, and they're going to hold the vote at the last possible second, because they don't know what the outcome of the vote is necessarily going to be. Sure. So it could be very, very late on Friday night, like the government runs out of funding at midnight on Friday night. So as mm. long as they pass this bill before midnight on Friday night, like gremlins, the, the government can just can stay open or whatever. Okay. After midnight, it doesn't count. Do not so get Trump's Mitch idea, McConnell
3: wet, by the way. Right. We do not need that guy budding a bunch of little more evil Mitch McConnells oh, gross, all over dude, the place. Yeah. <laughs> no.
2: That's what happens with the Mitch uh, McTurtle uh, mascot. If you get it. Yeah. it's It's part of the long con. You'll see. Wait, Um, is
3: the Mitch McTurtle mascot, is that a Mogwai? I thought it was more of like a Pokemon. (laughs) It also looks a lot like Pepe the Frog, which I think is just totally on-brand, tone-deaf messaging for the Democrats.
2: Oh, man. Do you think if Trump runs for re-election, he'll have like a Pepe the Frog, like, bobblehead like <laughs> pro sport, sports one mascot one of those
3: big, right. big blow-ups like for the the macy's day thanksgiving macy's thanksgiving day parade oh that'd be amazing um, for his inauguration just a giant i would Pepe.
2: i would vote for trump if he pulled i him. was gonna say
0: i'm thinking about it man if he makes it that far why not
2: you gotta respect it <laughs> but- but anyway, so the idea Wait, no, no, is. I'm,
3: and now I'm really interested in this. Uh, like what? What other? What other floats would he have? And there's like a giant MAGA hat. Um, he already wanted. Oh, yeah, to like, do- he wanted to one do of the, himself,
2: uh, like a Twitter logo. Right? <laughs> yeah, just like American flags, bald eagles, <laughs> you know, all that. Giant guns, tanks, whatever.
3: Uh, Stormy Waters or whatever the the porn star's name was, <laughs> a giant blow up doll, like
0: <laughs> except it's an inflatable. Yeah, <laughs> an inflatable inflatable.
2: No. That's all on brand for him. I yep. mean, yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. But <laughs> also, also on brand for him is this ridiculous Twitter plan for keeping the government open. So basically, the the idea is if the Senate passes their bill so late at night, Trump will have to like stay up late. And then, like, drive somewhere, and he doesn't want to do that because he wants to be at Mar-a-Lago, right? You know, at 9 p.m. on Friday, sure. to party hard. He doesn't want to have to hang out and be like, sign a bill. I don't have time for that. So his plan is, I'll just tweet, totally gonna sign it, and then it's like it counts as signing it. So then he doesn't have to actually do it. Until then, he could just do it one evs as Dude, long as he you, tweets that he's right. gonna.
3: Yeah, this it's it's not like they are a bunch of federal employees who work over the weekend or anything, <laughs> you know, uh, right. state, you know, like federal national right. parks, you know. Um. Which is
2: like, oh my God, I hope he does this because they always try to say like, well, Trump's tweets aren't like, they're just him, you know, sharing his mind, you know, they're <laughs> right, not necessarily yeah. – you know executive orders yeah, t- or take whatever take him
3: take him seriously but not literally i right. think is the the exactly. adage uh, handed down <laughs> from the press secretary's right. office
2: or like you know the 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 tweets might be fake but the threat is real um, uh, Right. but yeah this is literally hit them saying like the pre- the president's tweets are equivalent to law right <laughs> <laughs> so uh I, I hope they do this because that's that's just beautiful to get that one on paper. Yeah, but
3: that that <laughs> also assumes that like anybody's gonna care about the just the blatant hypocrisy of taking those two diametrically opposed positions in such a short time. I, nobody's gonna care oh, because dude. he's dude. he's absolutely untouchable. He can do literally. We found out this week that he bribed a porn star that he cheated on the first lady with while she was nursing his most recent child. Well, last week by the time we well, released
2: this. He didn't it didn't win a fake news award. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> it must be real.
0: Well, when were those? I I didn't catch the station or anything.
2: <laughs> well,
3: yeah, no, I mean they they released the <laughs> fake would, news it, awards, but they didn't put any uh investment into like servers or anything, so nobody could access it. So it just ended up being like a just just nothing. You know, you know like, I'm
2: not sure if it was servers or what, because, like, when I was looking at it, it was like you went to the web page and it was just like this, this, like, web page on GOP.com doesn't exist yet or whatever. Right. So I don't know that I want to say that it was so popular it brought the servers down. So Come is on. the
0: award, like, the fakies? I mean, it should be, like, you know, like the Emmys or Grammys or something. Right. Like oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean it was like it was so fake. It sounds like that a skateboard Trump, move. Trump tweeted out like go read my fake news awards and you couldn't for <laughs> hours, which is like that's just the fakest news. Like it was in on the joke,
3: you know what I mean? Yeah, it's getting super meta right now. About, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean he put about uh and it was literally just like a webpage. Like it was the most low effort thing. He was like we need to delay it for like 2 weeks because he was supposed to do it a while back. Yeah. You know, he was like, I'm going to do it on Friday. And then he was like, well, now everybody's so interested that we're going to push it back because we want to do it right. And it was literally like three paragraphs of text.
3: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, um, you know, I, I haven't been able to access the uh, the website, but the, the takes that I've been seeing about it are a whole bunch of the things on the list are just times when uh, a news outlet got a minor, like, detail wrong and then retracted right. it and issued a correction, which, yeah. I mean, to that actually makes sense. With his mentality, like, admitting you were wrong ever is the equivalent of right. admitting that you're garbage.
2: Well, <laughs> I mean, my favorite one is that literally this is... What what Trump is essentially saying, though, is, like, these are, like, the biggest fake... story. You know what I mean? Like, these are the most important fake news stories of the year right here. Like This is when Trump is going to come out and show that the media is so terrible. And one of his stories was literally that someone tweeted like, Trump's crowds aren't that big at this rally tonight- Mm-hmm. And then literally, like, five minutes later was like, oh, sorry, actually, this tweet was from, like, before the rally started or sure. whatever. That's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was the whole David And then Trump Weigel was like, that's just little one little. of the most, yeah, yeah, David Weigel.
3: But, I mean, also, like, one of the things that he, he gave an award to was when everyone was uh, passing around that video of him just dumping all of his fish food into the pond <laughs> when he was right. uh, meeting with uh, Shinzo Abe. Um, <laughs> and everyone was like, look at, like, what a child he is. He doesn't know how to. Feed fish, you know, and then a little later it was like, no, the prime minister of Japan did the same thing. So it wasn't that big a deal. And everyone's like, ha ha, it's still funny, though. Uh, (laughs) But like this is this is what he thinks is fake news is the stuff that just sort of superficially embarrassing to him.
2: (laughs) Well, those are the worst ones. Those are the worst stories, you
0: know. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, I think that there was a study where they asked conservatives what they thought fake news was and conservatives said that even if the information is true if it was negative towards the president that's fake news so right (laughs) well they
2: have they have accurately assessed the the usage of the term fake news by trump like mm. that is like they're not wrong and that is what it means yeah (laughs) right like that's not what it it should mean but that's (laughs) how it's being used right
3: yep So my favorite thing, um, I'm looking at the uh, this is the official GOP website right now. And they're doing the the rundown of of the various stories. And the last one is, you know, last but not least, Russia collusion. Russian collusion is perhaps the greatest hoax perpetrated on the American people. In all caps, there is no collusion. Like the GOP website is now writing their copy exactly the way Trump writes his tweets. Dude, right.
2: the four, the four, this is my favorite part. The 404 page when the website was down uh, and it was showing an error. Oh, did you get the Obama error, one? Oh, no. There was one that was like, hey, like, sorry, this website isn't working right now, but we're busy making this website great again, or right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the official GOP website is 100% all in on Trump. Yep. <laughs> I mean, They are not distancing themselves at all. I'm surprised that they don't have just like GOP.com slash shithole at this point. (laughs) I mean. Right. They got got to bookmark that right away.
0: (laughs) Going along with the giving away the farm here for corporations, Matt, I think you had a great article that was talking about Amazon and how they're getting people to pretty much grovel at their feet and give sweetheart deals.
3: Oh yeah. And you know, this uh this has been something I've been following a little bit more closely now because out of it was like two hundred and thirty bids for the new Amazon headquarters, uh two Texas cities, uh Dallas and Austin, made the short list, the, you know, like the twenty the twenty top contenders. Um so I, I started reading up on this a little bit and uh honestly what uh Texas is offering isn't it isn't outrageous uh so um Dallas wants to put the the Amazon headquarters sort of in the middle of a proposed uh mass transit station so a like a uh high speed rail between mm-hmm. Houston and Dallas uh which would be probably a really good thing for this area Texas is terrible on mass transportation and we'd spend just a gajillion dollars a year maintaining highway infrastructure when, you know, like trains and trams and at some point like, you know, self driving mm-hmm. like convoy vehicles and stuff are gonna make way more sense for us. But, you know, so that that's one of the things that Dallas wants to do is uh and and even some legislators are saying even if Amazon doesn't come here, this thing still makes financial sense for the state. So we should mm-hmm. you know we we should keep that as a as a project. One of them is Uh, There's a there's an area in downtown Dallas where there used to be sort of a like a shopping mall and shopping complex. And it's it's Mm -hmm. right in the middle of a pretty, you know, robust neighborhood. Um, So they want to take this old mall and, you know, offer the that that facility or at least the land that it sits on, you know, not not completely outrageous. But some of these other suggestions are. They fit in so well and so frighteningly with what we were talking about last week with Nebraska creating these uh, corporate, you know, feudal holdings.
2: Man, yeah. If only Nebraska had gotten that amendment passed a couple right. of weeks ago, you know, we could be having the Amazon drone swarm delivering our Mountain Dew right yeah, sure. now. Well, I mean, like. Mm-hmm. At, it could, this could have been like, us.
3: Atlanta. Has already offered to we'll we'll let Amazon like rename the town we'll like we'll make a whole town called like Amazon <laughs> Georgia you know um, but only in Nebraska could you actually have that and it would be you know like Amazon Nebraska where everything is Amazon branded the only places to shop are um, like Amazon bookstores and Whole Foods and you
0: know <laughs> well wait a second <laughs> on the way down to Kansas City isn't there in Missouri a town called Amazonia.
3: Yeah, what were they Make thinking? How,
0: how did they not put in the like, bid? They should be putting in the bid. They're like, we already got the name, suckers. Come on over <laughs> here. The right. signs already work. We can we can whip up some merch real yeah. quick. They're gonna
3: you know, perform- performatively re- relabel Main Street as like Bezos Boulevard or something like that. <laughs> right? Seriously, yeah. you know? Right. I mean, we 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 got to do the cross collaboration
0: stuff here. <laughs> it's, it's what all the branding experts are saying really works with this
3: uh, with these uh, millennials. Right. <laughs> so so I think the I think the two that really stand out to me here are. So Chicago, as part of their bid, they they made the the shortlist as well. Um, one of their one of their their bargaining chips here is that. They would redirect somewhere between 50 and 100% of the income taxes incurred by Amazon employees back to Amazon instead of using what those funds, the <laughs> way that you spend taxes usually, which is funding, you know, streets and hospitals, libraries, schools, right. whatever. It would just go straight back to Amazon. Like literally people working at Amazon would right. have tax taken out of their paycheck that would go directly back to their boss. That would, man,
0: at that point, it's like you got to start a side hustle. You got to do something, man. That would be the worst.
2: Yeah. Well, but just think of all of the jobs that it's going to create for the people to build the drone factory (laughs) for like three months. Like, it's totally worth it for that three months. Yeah, that's right. Right. And then... (laughs) (laughs) And then you got that robot warehouse and that's just that's just going to pay dividends forever. Right. Yeah. That's well, right. And,
3: and it's 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 so this one is so egregious to me because one of the things, you know, all of these municipalities want this Amazon headquarters because they're estimating to be like 50,000 new jobs and all of the economic activity and the taxes particularly generated by all these new employees would be really good for the city. But Chicago is like, eh. Well, we'll just like let that benefit go back to the company. Um, so I, I don't understand how this one isn't pretty much just a wash for the people of Chicago um, it, or right. or possibly actively well, worse because you've got 50,000 right. people coming and using public services that they're not paying for. It's just going back to like shareholder dividends at that point. <laughs>
2: right. Well, and, you know, it's it's almost at this point and – I think this is only the start of of this trend, right? Cause like Apple announced that they're gonna start having like another giant headquarters somewhere, yeah. uh, and they're gonna be starting the search soon. So it's basically like the new version of the Olympics where all these cities bid.
0: Oh yeah. And they
2: say, like, oh, it's gonna be so great for our city, it's gonna do all this, and then they just go like, Oh, it got us like twelve billion dollars in debt or right.
3: whatever. <laughs> Oops. The, the job Olympics. Well, and it's the same thing that you see with uh <laughs> We, anytime uh, a professional sports team wants to leave a municipality right. and they're like, What we need to you know, we need we need a hundred million dollars in tax breaks over twenty years in order to keep the team here, or we'll just, you know, we'll find another city who will do that for us. And right.
2: economists get all that, that NFL ticket money away right. oh, that goes straight to the they, NFL. They,
3: or stadiums. They play in the major leagues, right? Um so <laughs> But economists have looked at these deals that they strike, and it turns out that at best these cities break even. Because mm. in addition to any, uh, well, it turns out that you know the theory is people are going to like go, they're going to go downtown, they're going to spend money at a restaurant, and then they're going to go to the game. They're driving in from out of town. It turns out that mm. people find other ways to spend that money. You know, possibly. In that city, possibly in their own cities, so it doesn't actually help that way. And then cities end up putting so much more investment into infrastructure. I mean, it, you know, we used to go to the the Mavs games, and those are in downtown Dallas. It's a pretty thickly populated part of town, and so they have to hire on several hundred traffic cops for the night. You know, that's mm-hmm. stuff that the public is paying for. So right. the the one that So the one that actually takes this into this weird dystopic future—I mean, paying taxes to your boss is really bad, but like at least they don't have any control over the city, am I right? Uh, (laughs) And uh, Fresno, California is like, hold my beer, because Fresno's deal, Fresno's deal is that any any of the uh, any of the taxes that are collected from any activity generated by Amazon, so I, I assume that would be like payroll taxes, um, I don't know, transportation, land, to, you know, property taxes, um, would go into a special fund that the city of Fresno still gets to spend, but 85% of it is earmarked where Amazon itself gets to help decide how that gets spent.
0: <laughs> oh, great. Great.
3: So now... So
0: now businesses can become city planners and yeah, yeah, completely
3: you know, unelected city allocate planners. resources. Right. Yeah. So, uh, it, dude, and, what a
0: bunch of fake freedom, man! Dude, for people, whoever gets this, it's
3: so telling too. Because uh, the uh, the city's economic development director um, said that you know he he would rather Amazon's money be spent quote. Not for the fire department on the fringe of town, but to enhance their own investment in Fresno. And he presents this like it's a good thing. It's like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> fuck the fringe of town. They don't need. They don't need fire protection right. out there. They right. should.
2: They should burn to death out there. <laughs> they, the need sticks, to, yeah, they need sticks, man. Yeah. Seriously. They have got They got an Amazon corporate headquarters or anything. Yeah. Fuck them.
3: Yeah. If
0: <laughs> it's like, well, what if there were, you know, an employee. Well, if they weren't working, they should have been working. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, I'm pulling for you guys down there in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth that you can uh, get the sweet deal, man. And hey, man. Start getting those uh, those drones to <laughs> deliver your weed right. or whatever.
3: Yeah, you can get some great jobs over there, dude. Yeah. Well, and also I could take a, a bullet train to Houston as if anyone ever wants to visit Houston.
0: Right. Actually, dude, my brother worked at the Amazon warehouse in Seattle,
3: and he hated it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Well, I mean, this is this is all happening at the same time that, you know, over the holidays, you had a, a slew of pieces that were talking about how, you know, Amazon employees are working 15 hours a day with no bathroom breaks and, like, falling asleep standing up, you know? So, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, like, Jeff Bezos gets major accolades in the press because he gave, like, one it was like three one hundredths of one percent of his net worth to invest in some schools or something it was like look at this amazing yeah piece of philanthropy <laughs> right. it's like the, right. the guy is worth like tens of billions of dollars which is i mean right. that's i i think that that's unethical i think it's unethical for somebody to be that rich but it's certainly unethical for the press to be sucking his dick because he gave you know <laughs> what amounts to him as like I, like coffee money for one of us to to a to a philanthropic good, right?
2: Well, yeah, I mean that's the position that uh, that Trump puts us in, where literally yeah. he can throw you know a couple million at a newspaper, and that newspaper's like, oh, thank God, we could actually like do some news, right. <laughs> uh, and then their news is like, uh, we asked the experts, is Trump racist? <laughs> you know, and and then people are like brave. Like yeah. brave, yeah. brave journalism that you guys are doing. over. Or there. you got the
3: New York Times who just turned over their editorial page to all of these letters that we get from Trump supporters. And it's like today, you know, like the the people that are referred to as the forgotten ones. It's like, OK, Trump made that fucking term up. That's not a real thing. Nobody forgot about white people in this country. <laughs> forgotten ones.
2: Uh, I think Obama did. Obviously, you weren't paying right. attention.
3: They forgot about them
0: in Korea, but that's the last time I thought that anyone forgot about white people in this country. You know, but
2: <laughs> well, we got to bring it out on a high note after yeah. after all that. That was a, a cavalcade. That was a load. <laughs> let's try to let's try to rescue this from the brink. We got to pull it back.
0: Sounds good.
2: Dozens of cities are putting the final touches on bids this morning to become the second headquarters of Amazon on the online giant announced last month its new location could involve a $5 billion capital investment and 50,000 jobs. Amazon wants a diverse city with a large talent pool, mass transit, and a high quality of life. But some say that the company's creating an unfair bidding war for tax breaks. Tony DiCoppo looks at which cities have the best shot at winning the company's attention. Tony, good morning.
4: Good morning. Amazon has narrowed its search to cities in North America with an international airport and at least a million people overall. Beyond that, any city has a shot. Boston, for example, top-tier universities. Austin, with its high quality of life. A place like New York with a large and diverse workforce. All these cities and more have until Thursday to get Amazon's attention. Still, some cities aren't getting involved, citing Amazon's emphasis on subsidies and incentives. In a Wall Street Journal op-ed, San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo called that a bad deal for city taxpayers. San Antonio Mayor Ron Nuremberg added, Blindly giving away the farm isn't our style.
1: I think Amazon's gonna come out ahead. It's not really clear if the cities will.
4: Amy Liu studies urban economics at the Brookings Institution. She warns that Amazon's second city could suffer some of the same issues now plaguing its first, Seattle.
1: There are real trade-offs and being the winner. Seattle now experiences high inequality, not enough affordable housing to house workers.
4: Denver Mayor Michael Hancock admits that growth can have its downsides. And is there a way that you can guarantee that if Amazon comes here, the average rent's not gonna go up? (laughs) No way to guarantee it. There are people out there who don't necessarily want 50,000 new residents and a whole lot of traffic on the roads. Yeah. You know, listen, we are a growing city and we
1: are charged
4: with managing that growth.
1: A
2: few years back, Google announced an absolutely hilarious proposal, which was like, our goal is to digitize the entire history of like all human information of all time. Right and people were like you're crazy <laughs> like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard like that's literally impossible to do and then they were like well you know we got time yeah
3: sure we we got time we got money <laughs> google squad goals
2: and they started literally uh-huh. just scanning high resolution copies of literally like every printed thing that they could ever get their hands on every magazine ever printed every book widely available book ever printed basically right. they've and they've they've done that at this point and they just have that database where it's just like, oh yeah, here's all the books in the world. We just have it on this little hard drive over here, or whatever. Sure. <laughs> right. One of their things was like, well, we we did that so good. Like, what else? What's next? And they were like, what if we took high resolution scans of every art ever made? Yeah. And they're uh, they're working <laughs> on it, and they're making some great progress.
0: So, are you allowed to just go in museums and start scanning
3: art and? Well, shit? you
2: know, they send them a letter and they say like, we're Google. Let us take a picture of some stuff. And they're like, okay, right. cool.
3: <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I, I think anything in a in a public art gallery is totally fine to take a picture of. Yeah, for sure. Right.
2: Well, and also don't forget that they were like, we're gonna drive down every road that exists with a camera.
3: Right. Yeah. And people were like, right.
2: yeah, good luck with that. And then they're like, oh, we did it. Yep, it's done. That thing's done now. We better go to the Antarctica <laughs> under the ocean. To, like, we're running out of things. Right. Right.
0: Now we're going back through time, <laughs>
2: which they do have. You can just roll back. Uh, Google Street View has. Every version of a picture they've ever taken, so you can go online and you can just scroll back and be like, "What was this picture in 2006?" Chuck, didn't you? Weren't you photographed
3: yeah, right. by one of the the Google vehicles at one point? There was a yeah, some place where you were working. You were like out in the parking lot on the Google Street View. Yeah, I was
0: walking to my car. Normally, you get out of work at five, but I was getting out of work really early to go to school and stuff, and so I was the only person on the street walking. And yeah. They must have gone by. It was crazy because my friend saw me and let me know that I was on Google Street View.
3: Right. So. <laughs> it was like, why was your friend looking at your place of work on Google Street View? That's, that's kind of weird. Oh,
0: well, because he worked at my place of work and that's what we would do. Like Google Street View was kind of, I don't know if it was a new thing then, but back then at Impact, at the t-shirt place, on people's breaks, people just did weird stuff. Like they would line up just to get on the computer and use wikipedia
3: right or
0: (laughs) they would get on there just to look at google earth or whatever google maps and stuff sure and so then they saw me and it was crazy that's funny
3: so your your friend wasn't stalking you like this uh oklahoma state representative who found a tracking device in his car and decided to blame it on the wind industry (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of high note there. Well, (laughs) yeah. The the reason we're talking about Google at all in these projects is because Google released a new feature on its its arts and culture app, the one that lets you kind of browse digital copies of museums and stuff like that, where you can take a selfie, Mm. just on the spot selfie, and it'll search the database and do their facial recognition thing and find a piece of art that looks like you a lot of the matches i've seen it's like oh there's like a 40 percent match or something and some of them are really funny Mm -hmm. chuck you you just tried this right what were your results like okay
0: the weirdest one was study for a subtlety by kara walker all right which is this woman here
2: (laughs) that's looking like a cover of vibe magazine
0: or national yeah it's freaking crazy so that was one. That was a 68% match. Uh, my 69% match nice. is Unknown by Odiath. Oh, that's pretty good. This one. Okay. So I thought it was strange at first, the Kara Walker one, because I'm like, is Google trying to say that my face looks effeminate or what? You know? <laughs> then there's Self-Portrait by Edwin Walter Dickinson, who's a white dude. And I think it just. I think it gave that that? one
2: to me as well because I think it just has a problem with beards. I don't. There's just not enough beard art. I was
0: gonna say it's beard recognition is whack right now. (laughs) Google, you better fix your beard recognition. I'm dumping the app until you do. To me, like it seems like
2: there should be a lot of beard art because if you're like doing a painting and you and you mess it up a little bit, you could be like, oh, I can fix this beard. You can't see anything.
3: Yeah. Yes. This horse just has a beard now. It's fine. That's like a normal thing. That would be great. Like, you just put beard. Just fix it with the beard.
0: Right. It's it's a city landscape or a city. Yeah.
3: Like, you were painting, you were painting like a synagogue or something. It's It's like, like why does. why does the dome have a beard on it? Right, the city <laughs> skyline. You know, we've got First National Bank Tower
0: with a freaking beard, sweet beard. Beards
2: are in, man. This is go- this is going places.
3: Yeah, Bizarro World by Odia. Well, that Dickinson guy's hot though. The the reason I I had you guys try this out was because I can't. This thing started going viral, and everyone on Twitter was posting their like hilarious mismatches and stuff. And I downloaded the app, and it. I didn't have that feature so i used another phone and downloaded the app and i didn't have that feature and then after a while uh people started complaining about it all from texas or illinois uh mainly you know folks that i follow in chicago and stuff and it turns and there's there's been no official word from google why people in texas and illinois seem to be not able to access this but there's a theory texas and illinois are two states that have passed incredibly strong laws to protect people's biometrics information. Maybe not surprisingly for Chicago for Illinois with Chicago, but I think it's pretty surprising for Texas. See, and that's the you should have told me that shit before beforehand,
0: because <laughs> literally the whole point of this app, I'm just realizing it as you're telling me, is so that Google could scan our faces in it.
3: Right, well, and, you know, Google has said there's there's a disclaimer.
2: You have a Google phone. You think Google doesn't have your face? Oh, yeah. They, they have it already. Not,
3: not by my permission, which I just
0: gave it to them. Jesus Christ. But, I
3: mean, Google even says in the app, and there's a thing that you have to click that's like, we're only going to use this picture for this feature, and we are we only save your photo for as long as it takes to find a match. And yeah, then I'm deleting it's, this. Show. It's your data again. But apparently that's not good enough for the Illinois and Texas. I think the Texas legislation was modeled off of Illinois. Some of the outstanding concerns are you have permission to you, – like you have the right to make that decision for your own face, but there's nothing in the app that says – this has to be your face. You could be sitting at a bar and take a picture of somebody or, or something like that. So I, I don't know. I, I'm i irritated that I can't get in on the fun. But I also kind of respect both of those states for being so chary about right. what Google could possibly do with your, your personal information.
2: Well, I think you need to call your congressman and demand that he take away your right <laughs> not to have Google steal yeah. your face. Yeah, that's
0: right. I've already uninstalled this bullshit.
2: That's your right as an American is to sell <laughs> your face to corporations for ze- for for the price of looking at a, a bad picture of a beard. Right. right. It's your right. You got to fight for your rights out there. You guys. I
3: mean, I, I know he's on his way out of office, not because of the pajama thing or the challenging uh, Susan Collins to a, a duel, <laughs> but instead for like sending sex or something. But oh, I bet this was Blake Farenthold's idea. Because he looked for it the future and it was like, at some point, Google's going to have a feature where someone could take a picture of my face and it just pops up a picture of a full hefty bag sitting on the side of a road.
2: I need to go find a picture of Fahrenheit to print it out so that I can use this <laughs> app on it.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It just gives you boss Nass from uh, Star Wars <laughs> Episode One like over and over. It's a high note for me because I was prevented from selling over right. my biometric data yeah uh, well
2: <laughs> my new goal is to grow this beard out until i can get this app to like return me a picture of van gogh <laughs> something right like
3: that. yeah <laughs> you gotta dye your hair though i mean he was he was a ginger wasn't he you just gotta <laughs> cut your ear off and take a selfie
2: oh yeah that, you know what it's worth it it's better than eating tide pods you know <laughs> right actually sure. you know that
3: that could be a fun challenge, though. If you're not happy with your results, start adding like props and prostheses and makeup and stuff to see if you could get the app to spit back like famous works of art. You've got really bad acne, like just put some blue paint on your face, and now you're Starry Night. Like, see if you can get that one to come Jesus back. Jesus
0: Christ! <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that was good. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Jesus. where do we go from here
2: no I think that's good cool (laughs) let's close it out if you want to sell us your facial recognition data just hit us up on Twitter
3: yeah that's right yeah or if it turns out that your god has abandoned you over the weekend before this episode comes out and you're looking for somebody who's gonna push legislation and regulation on you just contact us on Facebook absolutely and
0: if you want to help us out but don't want to do something quite as intrusive just give us a good rating on iTunes (laughs) that would be really helpful (laughs) and And as always you can follow us individually you can find me at shaggy2trope brendan where can they find you
2: they can find me at brendan williams with one l
0: and matt where are you at i'm at matt the great with a w all right thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week
2: It's better than eating Tide Pods, you know?